Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. We are all trying to find out how to connect with people in a better way. Uh, but what I will say is maybe, is, you know, in the past, we we used to have this, um, you know, knowledge about, okay, Latin American people work in that way, European people work in that way, and US people work in that. I think right now we need to just forget about that and see what our people need, what the people, the person that is in the other in the other uh, part of the zoom needs from me how i can connect with i don't care from where these these uh, people are coming i don't i don't care where these actually people are sitting you know uh, because right now people like maybe used to are from uh, a particular country they are just moved to other city or moved to other country during this pandemic so i think right now we need to really put our um, mind and heart in understand what others need. Soledad has over 20 years of experience in HR, some of them in leadership positions in multinational companies. She has local, regional, and global experience defining and implementing talent strategy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. One of the things that I truly enjoy a lot is finding Latino expats living in the United States, like myself. And Soledad is one of them. How are you, Sole? Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for having me today, Enrique. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. We have, a, we have quite a unique perspective being Latinos living in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the United States, you know, different cultures, different ways of working. And, and it's always really exciting to, to learn about all about the different ways in which people work, about the different ways in which people uh, sort of operate and whatnot, right? Yes, right. What do you think? Is- oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, you're totally right. And I think maybe at the beginning, I moved to, I moved to U.S. three years ago. Um, of course, at the beginning was a was a challenge, you know, understand how people was working here, how people are connected, you know, Latinos people are more, um, uh, you know, we used to kiss each other, you know, and ask about your personal life and what you did during the weekend. So I have to learn how things are going here. But I will say that this virtual life has helped us to don't see that difference anymore yeah. you know uh, right now it's, it's we don't see people in the office we just connect with them through zoom and i think on that sense we all need to be more feel more close uh one with each other we really want to know how people are doing if they have any personal challenge that we can help with so i think this virtual life help us to don't feel that difference that much absolutely let, let me ask you this actually you know as, as Latinos, like you said before, 
part of our culture, most of our cultures is very, you know, minimal physical space between one another. You know, we like to hug each other and to kiss each other on the cheeks when we say hello and goodbye and whatnot. Uh, and, And of course, this new reality of the virtual work has sort of equalized the way we kind of relate to each other at work. But at the same time, it's kind of like the opposite of the way we are as Latinos, right? It's, it's like, you know, we are now far away when we like to be close to each other. Uh, you know, and, and let me ask you this. How, how do you think we can learn from this experience to sort of leverage on it and, and understand how different cultures work and perhaps, you know, be more open-minded about the fact that not all cultures work in the same way? Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a really good question, uh, Enrique, and I think we are all trying to find out how to connect with people in a better way. Uh, but what I will say is maybe, it's, you know, in the past, we we used to have this, um, you know, knowledge about, okay, Latin American people work in that way, European people work in that way, and US people work in that. I think right now we need to just forget about that and see what our people need, what the people, the person that is in the other in the other uh, part of the zoom needs from me how yeah. i can connect with i don't care from where these these uh, uh, people are coming i don't i don't care where these actually people are sitting you know uh, because right now people like maybe used to are from uh, a particular country they are just moved to other city or moved to other country during this pandemic so i think right now we need to really put our um, mind and heart in understand what others need and try to connect with a human being beside of any, you know, um, uh, country or, or region or even the work that people are, are doing. Um, I think that help us to be more more honest, mm. more or transparent, um, and, and also we should create the right environment for people to say, feel safe to talk and to share yeah no absolutely now this creates a an interesting challenge for leaders if you will yeah because now leaders are i mean this started last year with the pandemic but of course it will continue i i I don't think we're ever going to go back to the way things were before at least not a hundred percent so what are the what are the most relevant skills that leaders need to operate in this new environment, especially going forward? Not just what we learned over the past 10, 12 months, but going forward. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, for me, always leaders were a key piece in the organization. But I think uh, now, more than ever, as you say, uh, um, People managers are the key factor for for employee experience and also employee performance because sometimes it's not it's not the same to support an employee performance working this uh, virtual environment than to have employees in the in the in the office and even though you know when cultures are different I really believe that there are some condiments that you should find everywhere and I think this became um, clear uh, with the pandemic and the virtual life you know we need people managers that really understand how they can match 
the company purpose with the with the employee purpose. Mm -hmm. How we can really clarify um, the goals for the teams and what these goals mean for each of the employees. Um, now we are moving in. The, I mean, we are living in in the world that is really really dynamic. We cannot yeah. just uh, write goals in the stone and just look into this goal at the end of the year. I think this virtual environment also help us to or or require to have a more often conversation with our people. So from my perspective, people manager need to develop this emotional intelligence, need to really uh, try to understand what people need, how connect dots, how to make things that make sense for them. Um, have an usual uh, often conversation, you know, weekly one-on-one -on -one discussions, um, and, and maybe to also have a bi-monthly or maybe a quarterly performance discussion to really do follow-up about what we are doing, uh, what we need to improve, what people need from us in terms of support uh, their goals. Um, I will say that communication is a key skill, uh, emotional intelligence as well. Um, Discipline is always needed. You know, it's not the same to, um, you know, walk in the corridor in the office and just bring people together. You need to have some discipline in order to have some meetings in the calendar that people can plan their day and attend. Um, so, and, and then how to manage uh, uh, a team in this virtual environment, you know, how to how to provoke people participation in the call, how we being sure that everyone has a voice. And th this is a challenge, you know, um, when you are have a, this Zoom meeting with, I don't know, five, six, 10 team members in the call, you need to be sure that everyone has uh, a voice, everyone has the opportunity to talk and to build um, and everyone feel that are inclusive and are part of something something bigger. Yeah. Um, and that's why I connect back always with emotional intelligence. It's not just follow KPIs and goals, it's also to understand yeah. uh, how we ensure that everyone can really uh, be their self and, uh, and do their best in order to yeah. uh, perform. No, absolutely. Now, you, this, this is a, a very comprehensive list of skills, capabilities that some business and HR leaders were embracing before. Some are doing them for the first time. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, some companies had a digital environment where their teams were distributed or remote. Now, it, basically, most organizations are in, in this place. So, so in terms of the agenda of priorities for HR during 2021, what do you think should be on the top of the minds of HR and business leaders when it comes to people practices? Well, I think, I mean, I, I see clearly more than ever than HR support is enduring leaders are ready to navigate constant changes. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember, you know, when we, in, in, in all of the companies that I have been working, you know, uh, when you try to make a change, uh, people always say, oh, a change again. 
one more change, one more reorg, you know, and, and, and yes, and this is going to happen all the time. So as HR, we cannot be there all the time to talk with people managers and their team. People managers need to really be stronger. Um, the, biggest, the biggest challenge is create a culture based on each employee accountability. Mm. That will require a leader that really give employees authority to take decisions and sometimes fail and, and learn from the failure. I mean, create a, a learning culture. Um, other important thing is connected with the, with this is create a, like a multifunctional teams. You know, yeah. um, most of the time we identify some problems in the company that we don't really know how to resolve this problem, um, and we should try to bring people together. So how we can lead people with different skills uh, in order to resolve situation or problems that has impact in the entire organization. Um, and and the other thing that I I, I think is is really key here is to listen to people yeah you know sometimes they have the answer uh, but but most probably sometimes we are worried about you know if we ask them and then we don't follow what they suggest what is going to happen um, but this is part of creating an, an, an open and honest culture um, I'm, I'm really always like to just go and ask people what they think. Also connected with the future of work. We spend a lot of time trying to come up with, you know, the new uh, recipe. Yeah. And we should just go and ask people, what do you want? You want to work from home? You want to come to the office from time to time? How you want to engage with others? Um, so I think I think HR will play is playing a key role, uh, understanding and identifying the the, the skills that leaders need, and and we need to support them on in order to develop those skills. Yeah. Uh, but the more important thing is empower people; they know what to do. We just need yeah. to let them do that. Yeah. No, I I, I absolutely love that. And you, what's what's interesting is that that is a mandate that did not emerge during COVID. I mean, it's from before COVID that people really wanted to feel the freedom to make decisions because they know what they're doing. Yes, if they need coaching, guidance, leadership, they will get it from a great leader while at the same time they are being empowered with the authority, the decision-making power, to determine, you know, the how to do mm-hmm. uh, and the, uh, how execute the why of the organization and the team. So Sole, let me ask you this question to, to wrap up our conversation. If there is one thing, the, the number one thing that you would tell HR leaders or business leaders, this is the thing that you need to succeed at in 2021. The rest we have to do and we have to do it well, but if we don't get this one well, you know, we are missing an important mark. What would that thing be? I think something that is coming into my mind is uh, define flexibility. Uh, we, I mean, um, there are many, many companies that say, no, we were always flexible. Yeah, we were always flexible, you know, when, when you have a particular situation, you need to be at home. Uh, but I mean, flexibility changed. I, I, I think that the meaning has changed. Flexibility yeah. is not, I'm at home because there are someone that is coming to fix the oven. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I, flexibility <laughs> is I decide 
when I'm going to the office, when I want to stay at home, I don't need to give excuse. I also maybe need to decide if I prefer to work early in the morning or late in the evening. No, that is flexibility. So I think define flexibility and how we ensure that we uh, provide the right tools to people and, and also ensure that we achieve the goal because at the end, we all need to do our work. Um, but in this new war, uh, I think for sure that flexibility has a different meaning. Uh, absolutely. I'm gonna go work for you, by the way, because I, I love when people, when people tell me, we have to let people decide whether they are, you know, the, the, the early birds or the night owls, you know, uh, I love that because at the end of the day, you know, everybody works in a different way. And unless you are like facing a client or like working in a kind of job that there's no much flexibility mm -hmm. for most of the creative workforce, the knowledge economy, you know, uh, you can have this level of flexibility. So great, great point. I love it. Sole, thank you so much for being in the, uh, in the show. Thank you. I appreciate all your insights. Thank you so much. Yes, it was amazing for me as well. Thank you, Enrique. Have a good day. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking Nature Podcast. See you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.